What is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to another episode here on the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And guys, in today's episode, we are going to be previewing all of the upcoming action this weekend for college football week 7 of this 2022 season. And do we have some really good matchups? We have Alabama traveling to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. We have Oklahoma State traveling to Fort Worth to take on the unbeaten Horn Frogs of TCU. And so many more games. And guys, before we do start today's episode, I do want to at least talk a little bit about Anchor.fm's monthly supporter program. Uh, Anchor Anchor Anchor.fm's monthly supporter program. It's like a subscription to you know your favorite YouTuber, favorite streamer. It's four ninety nine a month. It allows me to be able to better the quality of the podcast, give exclusive perks to members, and so many more things that will ultimately end up benefiting y'all, the listeners. But it's not required or expected or anything like that. I simply appreciate y'all liking, following, sharing, rating, whatever y'all do. It is so much appreciated here on the Cover Seven Podcast. And guys, like I always say here on the Cover Seven podcast i do not want to waste y'all's time so let's get right into today's episode and let's talk some college football for week seven and this will be the first the first week in this college football season that uh, all the action will actually kick off on wednesday october the 12th at 6 30 p.m central time on espn2 as we have the louisiana lafayette raging cajuns traveling to huntington west virginia to take on the marshall thundering herd I like Marshall's offense with former Texas Tech starting quarterback Henry Columbia as their starting quarterback. And then for Louisiana, they're having a down year, largely due to the fact that their former head coach, Billy Napier, he went over to Florida to take that head coaching gig. So not a big-time matchup by any means, but if you do like Sunbelt football and you just love college football in general, it'll definitely be a game to watch. But me, I would probably take Marshall in this game due to the fact that it's being played up in West Virginia. But anyway, guys, that is the only game that we have on Wednesday But we still have two games on Thursday to talk about. And honestly, the first one's a pretty solid game. And it's a Power 5 game as we have the Baylor Bears traveling up to Morgantown, West Virginia to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. And for Baylor, um, I wouldn't say they've had a bad season by any means. I don't think there really was a ton of expectations for this team, largely due to the fact that they lost a ton of talent to the NFL this past year. And then for West Virginia, I do think they have kind of failed a little bit in terms of expectations because not only did you know did, really is this kind of a proving gear for their head coach Neil Brown but also they went out and got uh, JT Daniels the former USC and Georgia quarterback and so far you know they really haven't been able to do anything that heavily their best win of the season so far has been against Virginia Tech who as we all know it's not really that impressive this season. So big game for both of these teams as both of them currently are going to want to finally be able to get their right foot going into Big 12 play. Um, I think Baylor honestly will probably beat West Virginia due to the fact that I like Baylor's defense over this West Virginia offense. So give me the Baylor Bears over West Virginia and Morgantown. And then the final game on Thursday that we have is going to be the Temple Owls traveling down to Orlando, Florida to take on the UCF Knights. And after watching UCF last Wednesday take on SMU, I love the offense. I love what they're doing down there in Orlando. The Gus Bus, the Gus Malzahn team that is led by him. They look absolutely fantastic, whether it is on the defensive side of the football or the offensive side of the football. So give me the UCF Knights over the Temple Owls, who overall 
they're just Temple, so it's not really too much to expect from this team. But anyway, guys, that will wrap up Thursday's slate of games. And then we do have two games on Friday as well. And the first one will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN as we have the Navy Midshipmen traveling to Dallas, Texas to take on the SMU Mustangs. And then for SMU, the biggest thing for them has just been the inconsistencies at quarterback with Tanner Mordecai, who going into this season was expected to be a top 20 quarterback in all of college football, largely due to the air raid offense brought over with Coach Lashley. And, you know, obviously losing Coach Dykes was huge for this team. You know, they really thrived under him offensively. We've seen how a TCU's been doing so far with Coach Dykes now he's now that he's their head coach. So SMU, I think they're still kind of trying to get adjusted to this new regime at uh, SMU. They still are super talented as they have one of the best wide receivers in the country in Rasheed Rice as their starting wide receiver who currently leads all of FBS in receiving yards. Tanner Mordecai, I still think, is a great quarterback. He just has to fix some of the decision-makings that he has. And then for Navy, you know, they kind of had a eh, year so far. They haven't really done anything blockbuster. They currently sit at 2-3. and three. And, you know, SMU also does as well. But I also think SMU, they have had a tougher schedule so far. So in this game, definitely give me SMU to finally get back on the right track and get their first AAC win. So give me the Mustangs over the midshipmen of Navy. And then for the final game that we have on Friday, we have, and this game will be at 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network. We have the UTSA Roadrunners traveling down to Miami, Florida to take on the Florida International Panthers. Not really too much to talk about in this game. UTSA, you know, they are actually having a, a pretty solid season. You know, they gave Texas some fits a couple weeks back. Um, they're currently sitting at 4-2. and two. So give me the Roadrunners over the FIU Panthers. Now, guys, that will wrap up all of the pre-Saturday slates of games. So let me know which games y'all are looking forward to. I'll actually be at the SMU and Navy games, so that'll be fun to see potentially SMU get back on the right track. But anyway, let's head over to Saturday, which obviously is our main day of games. And we kick off Saturday with a really good game and a top 10 matchup. And this game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time on Fox Big Noon kickoff as we have the 10th-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions traveling to Ann Arbor, Michigan to take on the 4th-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Um, both teams have really solid running backs, obviously for Penn State, their true freshman phenom at running back Nick Singleton, who has kind of taken the country by storm, so to speak. And then on the flip side for Michigan, their run game as well with their Heisman hopeful Blake Corum, who's having an amazing start to the 2022 season. So it'll be interesting to see how both of those two guys do as well. Um, Penn State, they obviously have the more veteran quarterback in this game with Sean Clifford, who's going into his, I think, 17th year of college football eligibility. So that'll be interesting to see how he pairs up against this Michigan defense, who overall has been very solid this season. And then for Michigan, you know, they have a young quarterback in J.J. McCarthy, who's going to be playing in his first real big game of the season against Penn State. Overall, I do like Michigan. I like the fact that they're at home in the big house. So give me the Michigan Wolverines over Penn State in this big-time matchup. Um, the next game, guys, that we have on the uh, noon slate of games is going to be at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. We have the 3-3 three and three Auburn Tigers traveling to Oxford to take on the ninth-ranked Ole Miss Rebels. And, you know, a few weeks back when we watched Auburn take on Penn State in Auburn, the biggest thing that you could take away from that game was that the 
Penn State's run game absolutely dismantled Auburn's defense. We saw it last week with Georgia, and then also now they're going up against a Ole Miss team whose offense is going to mostly surround their running game with a just star-studded back backfield. You got Zach Evans, a former five-star. You have Ulysses Bentley, the transfer from SMU. And there's so many other guys that I just can't even name because there's too many to know off the top of my head. Um, personally, for me, I'm definitely going to like Ole Miss in this game over Auburn. I think, honestly, if Brian Harson he's not fired up to this point, because I'm recording this a little bit early, but if Brian Harson he is not fired at this point, I definitely, and I mean definitely, would take Ole Miss in this game. Just I think Auburn's going to have too many struggles on offense. Robbie Ashford, you know, he doesn't have enough time in the pocket to even throw the football. He's running for his life every single snap. So give me the fighting Rebels over uh, the Auburn Tigers. Anyway, guys, the next game that we have is going to be at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN2 as we have the 19th-ranked Kansas Jayhawks coming off their first loss of the season to TCU last week. They're traveling to Norman, Oklahoma to take on the 3-3 three three Oklahoma Sooners who got shut out in the Red River rivalry game against the Texas Longhorns for the first time, I think, since 1968. So, yeah, really rough start to the Brent Venables era in Norman. Uh, I think a good thing for Oklahoma is they will be going back home, so at least they'll have the home field atmosphere. But if Jalen Daniels, the starting quarterback for Kansas, is able to play in this game, I know he suffered a shoulder injury last week against TCU. But even then, uh, Kansas backup Jason Bean, he played fantastic against TCU, put up four passing touchdowns, had a lot of great like lasers against that TCU secondary. So honestly, in this game, and it's going to be weird to say because I never thought I would actually say these words that a ranked Kansas team would be playing an unranked Oklahoma team, but if I had to pick, I would definitely take the Jayhawks in this game over Oklahoma just due to the fact that Oklahoma just has no defense whatsoever and they're going up against one of the better offenses right now in college football. Now guys, we're going to still we're going to still stay in the south just a little bit north of the Oklahoma and Texas border as we have the Iowa State Cyclones traveling down to Austin, Texas to take on the 22nd ranked Texas Longhorns after a very dominant first game back for Quinn Ewers against the Oklahoma Sooners last week where he put up four passing touchdowns, almost 300 yards passing, which was a career high. Um, you know, Bijan Robinson was able to get it done on the ground. Xavier Worthy looked fantastic. The Texas defense looked phenomenal. I mean, overall, I just really, I think it's really hard to name a team right now that could probably stop Texas. And then on the flip side for Iowa State, they were able to manage Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn last week against K State. But I still think that they're going up against a high-powered offense in UT with Quinn Ewers, Xavier Worthy, and Bijan Robinson, which is literally a triple-headed monster. So give me the Texas Longhorns huge over the Iowa State Cyclones, who have just struggled immensely on offense. But anyway, guys, the next game that we have, we're going to go back up north in a Big Ten matchup. as we have the. And this game will be at 11 a.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network as we have the Minnesota Golden Gophers taking on the 24th ranked Illinois Fighting Illini. So Illinois, they finally jump into the top 25 after having a very great start to the season. As going into this game, they will be 5-1. and one. Minnesota coming off of a bye week, they're 4-1 with their only loss being to Purdue at home. Um, I think Minnesota... They're gonna definitely gonna want revenge. Obviously, you know, getting upset by Purdue two weeks back. If they're able to get Mo Ibrahim and this run game of Minnesota 
going. And also their starting quarterback, Tanner Morgan, does not make as many mistakes as he made because he threw three interceptions against Purdue in that upset win, uh, upset loss. I think Minnesota probably should be able to beat Illinois. So give me the Minnesota Golden Gophers to upset the Illinois fighting Illini in Champaign. Now, guys, that will be it for the uh, noon slate of games. So a lot of really exciting matchups. But this late afternoon, early evening slate gets even better as to kick it all off at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on CBS. We have the third-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide traveling to Knoxville, Tennessee to take on the sixth-ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Now, for Alabama, they almost were upset by Texas A&M if it was not for a questionable play call on the two-yard line by Jimbo Fisher for the Aggies. I honestly thought A&M probably could have won that game. You know, largely due to the fact that Alabama, they just secondary looked very rough against A&M's wide receiver core. Um, Jalen Milrow had a lot of struggles when it came to throwing the football. He had a great run game by any means. He ran the ball really good against A&M. But obviously having Bryce Young, their Heisman winning quarterback, was a huge component in why they were, they were kind of stuck so close in this game against uh, A&M. And, you know, on the flip side for Tennessee, they have all the momentum in the world going into this game. I mean, all the momentum in the world. Hendon Hooker looked like a Heisman-winning quarterback last week against LSU. Brew McCoy, the USC transfer, he looked fantastic. The defense for Tennessee looked amazing as well. As they, I mean, they literally held Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense to pretty much nothing last week. So this game is going to be very interesting. It's got, my biggest thing is if Bryce Young plays in this game, I'm going to take Alabama. But if he does not play in this game due to his shoulder injury, give me the Tennessee Volunteers to upset Alabama for the first time in what I think has been just forever. So, once again, if Bryce Young is playing, I think Alabama should win this game. But if he is not, I think Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Volunteers should beat Alabama, largely due to the fact that this game will be played at Needland Stadium. Um, the next game, guys, that we have, we're going to stick in the AC, not the ACC, the SEC as at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on the SEC Network. We have the Vanderbilt Commodores traveling to Athens, Georgia to take on the now uh, number one Georgia Bulldogs in Georgia with a very dominant defensive game last week against Auburn. They made Auburn look like a peewee team last week on offense. I mean, Auburn just could not get anything going. Robbie Ashford was contained to, I think, less than 200 yards total offense for Auburn. Um, Stetson Bennett, he did have a couple struggles in this game with passing-wise, but overall, when you have as much talent as you have on Georgia, you don't even have to worry about passing it because they were able to run the ball really well, and I think this should be a blowout win for the Georgia Bulldogs who are going up against a Vanderbilt team, so give me the Bulldogs huge over Vandy. Um, anyway, guys, the next game that we have, and one of the biggest games of the weekend, at least in my opinion, and I think y'all should too as well, as we have... The, uh, the eighth-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys traveling to Fort Worth, Texas to take on the 13th-ranked TCU Horned Frogs. This game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ABC. A huge matchup in the Big 12 as two, two unbeatens take off in what should be an amazing matchup. Both teams sitting at 5-0. Oklahoma State coming off a really good win against a really good Texas Tech team last week up in Stillwater. You know, defense had a few struggles. Offense did as well. Just, I mean, honestly, Spencer Sanders did not have his best game overall, but having a veteran quarterback like that definitely helped them over the Red Raiders. And then on the flip side for TCU, their veteran quarterback, Max Duggan, he looked, 
I mean, amazing against Kansas. Despite not really getting anything going offensively in the first half, TCU would explode offensively in the second. Despite some defensive struggles, they would hold on to beat the 19th-ranked Kansas Jayhawks 38-31. to And this should be an amazing game. TCU at home, that home atmosphere is definitely something else if you've never experienced it before. Oklahoma State, you know, they also are going to want to be able to prove that they are definitely worth a top 10 ranking. Um, this game definitely has me torn because obviously my bias wants to pick TCU, but I also have to be realistic. But I think TCU, if they're able to run the ball kind of similar to how Texas Tech did last week against the, uh, the Cowboys, I think TCU should be able to pull out a win against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So you heard it here first. TCU will upset Oklahoma State at home, knock on wood. But I think it should be a really good game. It'll definitely be a close one, probably a shootout due to both teams having kind of a poor secondary. But I think TCU should pull it out at the end. Anyway, guys, the next game that we have and another ACC game that we have and actually a top 25 matchup in the ACC. And this game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on the ACC Network as we have the now 15th ranked NC State Wolfpack who have dropped one spot after barely escaping last week with a win against Florida State traveling to Syracuse to take on the now 18th ranked Syracuse Orange who had a bye week last week but due to a lot of teams losing they were able to go up four spots in the AP poll um, this game should definitely be an offensively minded game I like Syracuse obviously with the run game of Sean Tucker and then on the flip side for NC State they really weren't able to get anything going on offense their quarterback Devin Leary did not look that great so considering the fact this game will be at Syracuse and NC State's coming off a week where they really shouldn't have even beaten Florida State I know it's kind of a long shot but I will say that Syracuse I think they're going to be able to pull out and be able to go to 6-0 and as they upset the NC State Wolfpack at home Anyway, guys, the next game that we have, and this is going to be a pretty interesting matchup, which if you looked at the preseason uh, polls, this would have been easily a top 25 matchup. But due to due to some uh, recent circumstances, it is not. And this game will be at 2.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN as we have the 3-3 three three Arkansas Razorbacks traveling up to Provo, Utah to take on the BYU Cougars. Now, for this game, personally, there were a lot of offensive struggles for both of these teams last week. BYU against Notre Dame. Their quarterback, Jaron Hall, just unfortunately was not able to really find a rhythm. And then on the flip side, for Arkansas, they won't have their starting quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, in this game. They're probably going to have to go with Malik Hornsby. So there's probably going to be a lot of offensive struggles in this game. BYU has a veteran defense. Uh, you know, And then Arkansas's defense has just struggled so much. Honestly, if I had to pick a team, and due to the fact that it will be played up in Utah, I think that home atmosphere for the Cougars will be enough to get a win over Arkansas. So give me the BYU Cougars over the Razorbacks up in Provo, um, guys. But the next game that we have on our Saturday slate is going to be, and this is a funny thing because, once again, we have another what should have been top 25 matchup, but now it is not. This game will be at 3 p.m. Central Time on Fox as we have the Wisconsin Badgers traveling to East Lansing to take on the Michigan State Spartans who currently sit at 2-4. and four. And man, what a fall from grace for both of these teams. Wisconsin, who has arguably one of the top running backs in the country in Braylon Allen, they just have not been able to do anything offensively. And then on the flip side, Michigan State, very similar case. Peyton Thorne, who was expected to be a Heisman candidate, 
has not looked that great this year so far. A lot of the transfers have not looked that great. The run game has been non-existent. Jarek Broussard, the transfer running back from Colorado, he's been non-existent in their offense. The defense has just been horrendously bad, especially last week against Ohio State. Um, this game kind of has me in a lot of mixed emotions because I don't really know how to feel, but I feel like if Wisconsin is able to kind of similar, similarly do to Michigan State what they did against Northwestern last week, give me the Wisconsin Badgers over the Michigan State Spartans at home. And, you know, guys, that will wrap up the late afternoon, early evening slate of games. So now let's get into our final slate of games as we now go into the evening slate of college football games and the first game to kick it all off is going to be at 6 p.m central time on espn as we have the now unranked lsu tigers taking on the florida gators and gainesville at the swamp um uh, not a lot to say for lsu i mean they offensively were horrendously bad against tennessee last week Jaden daniels was running for his life the whole game Keyshawn boutte was not really open didn't get enough you know separation just you know even the run game wasn't that great so really I can't even put a lot of blame on Jaden Daniels because even though his team has not played great overall he himself has actually done pretty well considering the current the curtains the current situations he's having to deal with and then on the flip side for Florida Anthony Richardson he's still trying to find his groove still trying to be able to get some type of momentum uh, it You know, they did beat Missouri barely last week. So this game is going to kind of be interesting just to see how, like, you know, who what team will step up when it matters the most, especially offensively. Uh, I think if LSU can finally get things clicking like they did prior to the Tennessee game last week, I think LSU should be able to go into Florida and beat the Gators. So give me LSU over Florida. Now, guys, the next game that we have, we're going to go back into the ACC on a primetime matchup on ABC. As we have these, and this game will be at 6:30 p.m. Central Time, like I said on ABC. As we have the fourth-ranked Clemson Tigers traveling down to Tallahassee, Florida, to take on the Florida State Seminoles, and this game has upset watch written all over it. I mean, all over it. Florida State's defense, I don't think, has gotten enough credit for what they've been able to do this season. They held an NC State team who's been pretty good offensively to under 20 points last week up in Raleigh. So, overall, good for them. They have a lot of transfers that came in and have done excellent on that defense. Uh, Clemson, who, you know, they did pretty solid against Boston College. A lot of their points came in the second half late in the game. So, don't let the score kind of fool you. I think if Florida State's defense is able to step up and hold DJ Ugalele and Will Shipley and his Clemson offense, I think Florida State could potentially come out with an upset. But just knowing how Clemson is, they're going to somehow find a way to win. So as much as I hate to say it, give me the Clemson Tigers over the Florida State Seminoles. But don't be shocked if we do potentially see Florida State, especially if Jordan Travis can get the offense going for the Seminoles. Don't be shocked if Florida State can somehow pull out the upset win over the fourth-ranked Tigers. And now we're going to go back to the SEC as we have another top 25 matchup. And this game should definitely be a really good one. And this game will be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on, on the uh, SEC Network as we have the 16th ranked Mississippi State Bulldogs traveling to Kentucky to take on the 22nd ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Now Kentucky coming off a very disappointing loss last week to the South Carolina Gamecocks. They're going to want to look, they're definitely going to want to rebound Obviously, not having their veteran quarterback, Will Levis, was definitely a huge factor in that game, and it definitely showed. And then on the flip side, for Mississippi State, 
They're coming off a very dominant win against Arkansas in Starkville, and they're going to want to continue the momentum that they already have built. You know, they're 5-1, and one, one of their best starts in the past few years. Mike Leach, his offense has been doing amazing under Will Rogers, who, in my opinion, is a quarterback that's not getting enough recognition in college football. So it'll be interesting to see how Kentucky's defense will be able to go against Will Rogers in that air raid offense. But honestly, I think we've got to be realistic. I think Mississippi State will probably run all over Kentucky's defense. So give me the Mississippi State Bulldogs over the Kentucky Wildcats in Lexington. All right, guys, and then now we're going to go back over to the Big Ten as we have a 6.30 p.m. Central Time game on, on the Big Ten Network as we have the Nebraska Cornhuckers led by Mickey Joseph as the interim head coach taking on the Purdue Boilermakers. And, you know, both sides, obviously, not the best season so far. Purdue, they have definitely have improved from a rough start to the season. You know, they had an upset win over Minnesota a few weeks back. And then on the flip side for Nebraska, they've now won two straight Big Ten games, which is something they haven't done in years, which is weird to say. So, um, I, you know, the fact this game will be played in Purdue, I think Nebraska, obviously, not having that home field advantage will definitely show. I think Aiden O'Connell and the offense for Purdue will be able to start to finally get things going in this game. Just, you know, once again, uh, Casey Thompson, the starting quarterback for Nebraska, he also is kind of banged up right now. So give me the Purdue Boilermakers over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, guys, the next game that we have is going to be at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on NBC as we have the 1-4 Stanford Cardinal traveling to South Bend, Indiana to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish who are coming fresh off an upset win over BYU in Las Vegas. I like Michael Mayer. I like this uh, Notre Dame offense with Drew Pine. They're starting to find a click. It's starting to look like the offense that should have been week one against Ohio State. Um, you know, on the flip side for Stanford, they're coming off an embarrassing loss to Oregon State last week in a, a nighttime game where they pretty much had won the game and they gave, you know, with like 20 seconds left, they gave up a huge long pass to Oregon State and Oregon State would go on to beat them. So Stanford's just honestly at a point right now where they're just going to have to face it. They're, they're going to need to rebuild. And then Notre Dame, they're finally starting to gain some momentum. And I think being at home will obviously be a huge momentum boost for them. So give me Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish over the Stanford Cardinal in this primetime matchup. And now for my personal favorite game that I'm really looking forward to this uh, on this week seven slate of games, at 7 p.m. Central Time on Fox, we have the uh, seventh-ranked USC Trojans traveling to Salt Lake City to take on the 20th-ranked Utah Utes. I mean, man, is this going to be a huge game for Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams and this whole USC team to really prove to the nation that, you know, they're worth the hype. You know, they were able to get a strong second half against Washington State last week, which, don't get me wrong, the score definitely does not give any type of credit to Washington State because Washington State's defense gave that USC offense some fits in the first half, but... They had a strong second half, so it made it definitely not look like that. And then Utah, you know, they were upset last week by UCLA in the Rose Bowl. DTR absolutely ran all over, threw all over, did pretty much everything he wanted against this Utah defense, which looked very like very un out of character, especially for watching how this team has been so far after that week one loss to Florida. Um, you know, it's going to be good for them. They're going back up to Salt Lake City, so they will be at home. USC, this is their first real road test. And we saw the last time they were on the road, they almost lost to Oregon State. And Oregon State, no offense, they're not that good. Obviously, their offense is one of the worst in college football. So 
depending on how Utah's defense plays in this game, they're going to have to bounce back majorly after last week's performance against UCLA. So I'm kind of at, like, odds for this game. And, you know, I know Utah is favored, but I do think that Caleb Williams, Mario Williams, um, Jordan Addison, the 2021 Belenikoff winner, Travis Dye, you know, all of these just amazing offensive weapons, I think they should be able to put up points for this USC team despite – obviously playing up against a very stout Utah defense. Um, I do expect USC probably to end up winning this game, but once again, kind of similar to the uh, – oh God, what game was it we were just talking about? I can't believe I just forgot, but kind of similar to another game I was talking about earlier. You know, don't be surprised if you do see Utah pull off the upset over USC because I think, honestly, it's going to be a ticking time bomb. And we saw this with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. There was always one game a year where – would kind of be his trap game. And I think this Utah Utes game, which I've been talking about since the beginning of the year, will be a trap game for Lincoln Riley and the Trojans. But I do think they should be able to pull a win out here, especially with how they kind of are a second-half team. But overall, give me USC over Utah. But also at the same time, don't be shocked if you see Utah pulling off the upset over USC at home. But anyway, guys, that will wrap up our recap, or not recap, that will wrap up our preview for week seven of the 2022 college football season. We have so many amazing match matchups to look forward to this weekend. I can't personally wait for the OSU and TCU game. I can't wait for the Alabama and Tennessee game. You know, let me know what some, some of the games y'all looking forward to the most because there's so many for y'all to definitely watch. And I'm definitely, definitely telling you, you got to check into those games. But anyway, guys, thank y'all for listening into today's preview for week seven of the college football season. I, I can't tell y'all much how much I thank y'all for all the support you've shown on podcasts, social media, wherever y'all have shown support. Thank y'all so much. And guys, make sure to also go check out the NFL preview for week six, which I had just posted at 12 p.m. Central Time today. So make sure to go check that app of college football week seven. Peace, guys, and have an amazing weekend, and I will see y'all then.